0: Hello everyone, this is Bill After, and I just finished taping an episode of Count It Out with Mike and Tyler or Tyler and Mike. They're brilliant hosts. You've got to listen, you've got to see. Count it out. Yeah, I endorse it. They've got the after chat seal of approval. This is Wildcat Chris Harris, one half of America's Most Wanted. You're listening to Count It Out with Tyler and Mike.
1: Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Seal of Approve, Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. And you know what, Mike, before I introduce you, like I always do, and say, My name is Tyler. And as always, I'm joined by Mahito Mike and Your ask how you're Tyler. doing. Yeah, and I'm going to ask how you're doing. I don't think that we're just sealed of approved by Bill After right now. I just want to give you an eye, a little pat on the back. Uh, after our wonderful interview with brian billman we got seal approved everywhere big thank you to every media outlet that picked us absolutely. up absolutely
0: very very much appreciate starting that. with and i'm going to give a special shout out to the guys who started the ball rolling our good friends at uh at uh, post wrestling um it, it, it's it's really cool to have the the first people picking us up be a local toronto outlet and people that we really respect in guys like John Pollock and waiting. So yeah. And Andrew, I, I, Andrew Thompson
1: is also right. Andrew
0: Thompson. It, it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's very cool to get picked up by, 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 Come 4 one and wrestle talk and wrestle zone and all that what culture and all that yeah. and what culture it's very cool to be picked up by all that but i have a very special place in my heart for the for the post boys i have so gone on
1: record i've gone on record many times and i, I think that post wrestling is and john pollock especially john pollock um is the most credible source to get your news anywhere and, and andrew thompson the way that he covers interviews and the transcripts that he puts out uh tip of the cap to those guys if you're looking for the the best coverage on not only just interviews, but podcasts like Andrew Thompson has everything covered. John Pollock is the most reliable newsman in the business. So post wrestling, big shout out there. Uh, let's keep on the big shout outs real quick. Do the little bit of house cleaning here. Uh, this weekend, I will be at Kempen Fest in Barrie, Ontario for Barrie Wrestling. I am very excited for this weekend from a personal standpoint. Uh, I'm finally doing something I don't do very often. I'm taking some time off work i'm going to be as soon as we're done recording i am you packing.
0: You, you took from 2020 to 2022 off well okay? i mean i still
1: worked
0: mm. <laughs> you're using but, that word really loosely
1: when we're when we're done recording uh we're recording this on a monday evening i am heading up to a cottage which i don't ever do tomorrow which i'm very excited about Gonna do a little R and R, and then I'm taking five days off. I'm gonna do some berry wrestling. I'm gonna do a Tragically Hip cover band. Spend some time with the family. So uh, this is the start of a great week for me, and and there's no better way I'd rather start it off than by uh, recording with you. It's been a while since we've done this. Uh, you're back full time. Yeah,
0: man. Uh, last week's show, um, truth be told, was was recorded quite a few weeks ago. Um, the show before that. Was 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 when it was, but it wasn't a show like this. It wasn't a list, um, so it was that amazing show with us and Brian Pillman. Um Also, shout out to to uh, young um, young Jay Lee for coming on last week. Thank you so much for that. It's a gr- always great to have uh, Jay Lee on the show. Um, but it's been a while. People don't realize how like because we did things, we we canned a couple things before I went on hiatus. It's been a long time since I did a list.
1: We we've recorded one show since Canada Day, yeah, and and before yeah. that was before you had your kids, so it's yeah. been a minute. I'm excited so I haven't, for it.
0: I've done lists in a vi- the last time I did a list was when I pre-recorded our um, commentary, commentary list, mm-hmm. and that w- and that was way back in I think April yeah so, yeah um and cool, also uh, i'm looking forward to this.
1: also um it, it's great to have you back i've missed doing this but uh i know you're listening right now steve Bourne. i have not forgotten about you <laughs> you are still coming on to do your list uh it's just uh the, these random interviews have popped up and you know we're but i haven't I'm, forgot about you buddy i love you and i'm gonna thank you for i'm your gonna patience. drop a
0: bomb here i'm gonna drop a bomb here i'm gonna put you on the spot i'm gonna drop a bomb um we do have a couple people. Clamoring to come on the show to help us do some lists. I, I always love it when we when people want to do lists. That's cool for us. Uh, takes the stress off of us, and it's cool to see other people's opinion. Steve Bourne being one. It's gonna be cool to have Steve Bart come on and do a list. I think this will be his third list, third or fourth list. Yeah, yeah. So, that, a so that's now. cool. But then another guy who wants to come onto the list is a good friend of the show, uh, rest, uh, uh, local wrestler Van Landon. Rev it up for come the barn on. burner, baby. I'm not telling you what he wants to do. I'm going to wait for that, but it's going to be a fucking amazing list, let me tell you that. Yeah,
1: and uh, I, while we're talking about our good friend, Mr. Van Landen, I want to give a shout out to our good friend, Jonah. Uh, over at the recap, rely, rewind, relive. I've always, I, Jonah, I'm sorry. That was the he's worst. so
0: mad at you right now. That was the
1: worst I've ever said it. And, uh, that's kind of what I do. But, uh, rewind, recap, yeah. relive. Yeah, I yeah, think man. I said it wrong again. Either way, the guy with the bow tie, Jonah, he's got Van Landon on his show. I believe it's airing this week. Uh, I believe maybe Thursday or Friday it's coming out. And, and who's he's, he with, baby? Pat yourself on the back. It's Barry Horwoods. Um, yeah. I can't uh, wait for this. I've I've heard Jonah has given me rave reviews about this show, so I'm excited for it. So head over there and find Jonah. It makes me
0: so happy to know that Jonah loved Van Landen as much as we do. Um, it's always a treat running at the Van at the Bay Area Wrestling shows. Um, van, van's very quickly become not just a favorite wrestler of mine on the local scene, but just one of my favorite people we've met since we started doing these the, the circuits, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, uh, uh, we've met a lot of really cool people. Some that we connected with, and some we didn't. But even the ones that we didn't uh, are still amazing to us. But there's a few like young Young Jay Lee, who we've really connected with. Big Ben Ortman's, and now Van Landen and
1: Clay Wilson. He's just misunderstood, and, and of
0: course, of course, the misunderstood Clay Wilson. Uh, these guys ha- have really taken a liking to us, which we love so thank yeah, you
1: guys it makes me think there might be something wrong with those guys if they like us but uh, that's all i'm putting you over van landon you got heat with us <laughs> i'm just kidding we love you Van. um before i talk about the show this week uh just head over to our youtube page right now where you will see the latest uh, barry wrestling event center that i've done great promos from some great guys and some fun stuff now let's talk about the show this week and then we're going to talk about vince mcmahon um,
0: summer, summer, summer slam. Yes. Summer you, are, slam season, you are
1: in my doghouse right now because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. up until an hour and a half ago, I thought we were doing the top seven Intercontinental title matches of all time at SummerSlam. Now we are doing the top seven builds to SummerSlam matches. So I have absolutely zero preparation this week. <laughs> I literally have, and you watched me do my show prep this week while we were yeah. talking before on air. I have 45 seconds of prep work. I made it to SummerSlam 2002, so anything over that, we're just winging it, baby. Yeah. But uh, put listen, me on the spot, I love
0: it. Listen, I, and I'm going to explain to everybody why I had to change my list so much. I was prepared. I did weeks of preparation for this list. Mm-hmm. I was doing.
1: You did the three prep, three different lists that you've been prepping. for.
0: <laughs> I was doing my original list was going to be uh, the best SummerSlam matches from uh, from uh, from 1988 to 1997 a 10-year span of matches, and I watched matches, man. Like, I watched so many matches, and I'm doing a great list. Here's the problem. Six of my seven matches on my best of matches of these years included one Brett the Hitman Hart. Six of the seven. Why is that a problem, you ask? Because if you hit the archives on www.cannod7.com, you will see that we did the best Bret Hart SummerSlam matches last year. That was oh, by
1: far yeah. the drunkest that I have ever been on <laughs> Counted Out to the point where we did, That was our SummerSlam live show, the last one that we did. And yeah. uh, I got Rory Fox on, redid my list with him and remember nothing about it. So yeah. uh, love you, Rory Fox. But while you're on the top of Bret Hart, this is a perfect segue for me to tell you about next week's show. And I haven't told you this yet. But next week, we're going to do something a little bit fun. And it was inspired by a conversation that we had about a week ago. Um, next week, I am going to count down the top seven Seth Rollins SummerSlam matches. Okay. Oh. Hey. Now, you have just rewatched all of Bret Hart's yeah. SummerSlam matches. I know where
0: you're going with this and... We're we about are, to, I think we're going to throw down here. We're going to have a conversation next week. <laughs> and so we're saving this for next week? We're going to do, we do this next week. Tonight. We're going to okay, do this I, next week. I thought we were going to we do this tonight. I was no. ready to throw down. Because I need I to either, rewatch I all I the matches. Told, okay, because I even told the Wrestle Media boys, I'm like, listen, because uh, I told them my conundrum with the Bret Hart thing, and they're like, yeah, they're, and all of them agreed to well, you just proved that Bret Hart is Mr. SummerSlam. And I said, Yeah, well, try telling Tyler that. And they were all so surprised because they know you're a Bret Hart fan. Big time. I mean, most of them listen to the show. They know you're a Bret Hart fan. And they, and they were so surprised that I said, And then my buddy Jeff says, Well, who does he think is Mr. Summerslam? And I said, Seth Rollins. And holy fuck, if you could groan through text, my friends groaned through text right there. Um, and I, I have to agree with the man. I just went back and I watched all of Brett's matches in SummerSlam. Bret Hart, in no doubt in my mind, and by a very large margin, is the greatest performer in the history of SummerSlam. And I don't think there's anything you're going to be able to say next week that's going to to, um, change my mind on that.
1: So here's what we're going to do. You're going to make your own little Bret Hart list as well with your top seven Bret matches. I'm going to do top seven Seth matches. Okay. We're going to discuss them. You know what? I'm not 100% sold on, on if Seth is Mr. SummerSlam or if it's Brett. Okay. But I don't think that your wide margin comment is as accurate as you think it is. Because sure. Seth Rollins well, has that, got that, that, some incredible SummerSlam that, that, That's your job matches.
0: next week, I guess, then.
1: It's going to be a fun debate. Uh, I, I wanted to it. take up much of the show. I want, you, I want to kind of go match by match. We'll talk about their matches. I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe... Maybe we do a list. Maybe we don't do a list. Maybe we do a whole debate show. I don't know. We'll, we'll like play it. around. We'll play Let's around with it. it. But, but next yeah. week, we're going to talk about, And you know what? And People that are listening to this, if you think that there's another Mr. SummerSlam, leave a comment. Let me know who you think it you is. And what, we'll man? talk about
0: him. I've been seeing votes online for a guy named Brock Lesnar. Let's take a look at
1: Brock, too. Maybe we'll you know bring in that. I mean? uh, maybe we'll talk to Brock Lesnar super fan Jonah and see if he wants to jump in on the debate as well. Know. You know what I mean? I want to have. I want to know. At the very
0: least, he probably has the best theme music in the history of Summerslam. Good old number seven, baby. <laughs> old good old number, number seven. seven.
1: But um, uh, next week we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a decision. Who's gonna be Mr. Summerslam? And maybe we'll do it for every Big Four pay per view. I think that's kind of fun. I like that. I really like that.
0: All right. All right. Uh, before we get into today's big news topic, um,
1: tell the people your list this what, week. By the way,
0: you just did. I thought you did. <laughs> did Anyways, I? Anyways. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing my I'm doing my top seven favorites or best um, SummerSlam or uh, storylines going into SummerSlam. Your personal
1: favorites, right?
0: Well, that's definitely I, I, I took the seven that I think are the best. The way I organized them, the way I ordered them are by personal favorite. Okay. I'll be honest about that. Um, before we get into what we want to talk about before the list uh one last piece of housekeeping uh tyler you mentioned where you're going being camping fest but you didn't mention where you've been did you talk to anybody special this week brother
1: did i talk to anybody special yeah
0: come Mm -hmm. on baby
1: oh yeah i got to sit down with the mouth of the south jimmy hart unfortunately i couldn't get an interview with him um, because it's, everything's got to go through WWE.
0: He, he's on a WWE, uh, uh, legends contract. So that makes sense to me. It's fine.
1: But, um, I post the pictures on our Instagram, check it out there. Jimmy Hart was so nice. You know, I, I, there wasn't, it was, he was at a candy store, a small candy store. It was a small appearance. So there wasn't a ton of people there. It was a good house for like what the venue was. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy drew some, some people in, but it was a small yeah. place that wasn't well advertised. Um, so I asked Jimmy, you know, he's he signed an autograph, which we are going to be giving away on the show. So uh, stay tuned for that information when I figure out what I want to do with it. Um, and I said, hey, Jimmy, can I ask you just a couple of questions off the record? No, no recording, no nothing. He said, yeah, baby, why don't you take a seat? And I got to sit down and talk with Jimmy Hart for about 25 to 30 minutes. And it was awesome. He told me stories about Memphis, hanging out with Andy Kaufman at Elvis Presley's house, the heat that he would get in Memphis, comparing Memphis's crowds to Madison square gardens crowds talked about Ric Flair's last match. We talked about Bret Hart talked about Jacques Rouge show, uh, on and on and on and on. I could have sat there for hours, listening to Jimmy. So it was really cool for me.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm jealous. I was at work while you were doing that. Um, you just decided to go like, you didn't know what was going to happen. I knew you were going to, you were going to ask him for an interview. You're going to ask him for a sound plug um he could have said yes he could have said no we didn't know what was going to go on you even told me worst case scenario i'm going to buy some candy and fuck off and and you know while we didn't get any official stuff for the show i think it's so cool no it, it's yes it's cool that you got to sit down and talk to jimmy hart consider he's one of my personal top 5 favorite managers in history but it's cool that he sat down with you. Yeah, he invited me like, to sit down. Like, like does that amazing. not show? Like, that shows that shows who Jimmy Hart is. Yeah, he was. You know such what I mean? A, that shows who he is as a human being.
1: He was such a class act, and and I I stole your line actually, you, Mike. I I said this to him word for word because I uh, this is how I truly feel about Jimmy Hart. When we had Bill Aptor on the show, and I named Drop Bill, of course, because because Jimmy and Bill are close, right?
0: <laughs> well, that that we do it every single week, so and, why yeah, we kind of it? do. That's yeah. kind of our gimmick around <laughs> kind here. <of> our gimmick. <laughs> um, uh,
1: but I, I, said, you know, we had Bill Apter. Ab- we were lucky enough to have Bill Apter on the show. Oh, I love Bill, baby. He's such a great guy. And I said, um, my co-host Mike, he said something about Bill that it's how I relate and it's how I feel about you, Jimmy. I said. Everybody wants to be, grow, grow up and wanted to be Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. And I wanted to be you, Jimmy Hart, because I was a skinny, loudmouth guy who always wanted to hide behind the big boys. I said, You were my hero growing up, Jimmy Hart. And, and he was really touched by that. And I just had a great time talking to Jimmy Hart.
0: Um, I love, if you haven't seen the pictures, go to our Facebook page. I think if, if Facebook or Instagrams, it's, it's somewhere. It's on Instagram for uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a great picture uh, that I, I personally love of you with the microphone in his ear yeah uh, I think I think that I think that's hilarious yeah Jimmy I called loved, that spot I love the uh, the, the uh, shirt that he's wearing he's wearing he's wearing a uh, heart foundation t-shirt oh. which is awesome uh, loved it uh, it was a great time uh, you look like you had a great time I should say yeah um, what was I'm great with, what
1: was great with Jimmy too is because you know when I was sitting there like people would come up and get autographs he'd be in the middle of a story. And then, uh, like, he would stop, sign the autograph, always give the fans the proper time. He was so good with them. And then he would turn to me and go, or before the fan would come up, he would go, just wait right here. I'm really enjoying this. I want to keep talking. And then we would talk longer. And then, That's you know, amazing. he would pick right up where he left off. Or or if I, I thought maybe he was done telling the story, so I would ask another question. He'd be like, hold on, I have something else I want to tell you about that one. Like, yeah, Jimmy Hart, man. I, I wish I could get a... I'm going to try my best. I'm going to go through the WWE... Everybody write letters. Help us get Jimmy Hart on the show.
0: 100%. We're going to work on that. 1,000%. You got you got a contact name, which we're going to reach out to. Um, because Jimmy thought said he wants to do the show. It's just a matter of him be being okay. allowed to do the show. Yeah. So we're going to work on that. Uh, no promises, but we're going to work on that. I mean, and Jimmy wasn't alone, man. Jimmy, um, I, I, should, I should say Tyler wasn't alone. Jimmy had other fans there. I know for a fact, friend of the show, Noble was at the store that day.
1: I was not uh, that appearance. That was a different appearance. Oh, was
0: that a different appearance? Yeah, they, oh, that okay. was up
1: here in Barry. Jimmy went oh, from uh, okay. from went from Woodbridge to Barry, and then to uh, a second appearance in Barry. Actually,
0: I got you. And then um, uh, I, I was almost a friend of the show, not yet friend of the show. Hopefully, future friend of the show. Uh, Rob Fuego was there you yeah, got the, of, to to uh, Rob a bit yeah I got to talk to uh, him
1: about old school uh, wrestling with he trained with yeah, Edge and Christian
0: I have a, I have a lot of respect for, for for Rob I don't know Rob at all so I, I'm not even pretending I do I have respect for his training the people that he's trained mm-hmm. the list is so fucking long and anybody who I uh, got trained by Siki is good in my book
1: Yeah, a a thousand percent. And uh, and while we're talking about him, I just want to pull up the uh, uh, Demand Lucha is the promotion that he is uh, working with. And they're bringing in Effie and Ali Catch for their show on August the 18th. It's a Thursday night, 7 p.m. in Toronto. If you're in the area,
0: that is a a GCW fans wet dream right here, baby.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe we'll get down there and check it
0: out. I'm giving a lot of thought. All right. Well, um, we took a lot longer with the housekeeping I expected. So we're not going to go too crazy on this part um, because there's nothing we can say that hasn't been said online already. We're just going to give some opinions and uh, a couple uh, thoughts. But let's just smash the news out. Everybody knows by now, nobody doesn't know this. Uh, this week, what was it? Friday, I guess it was. Um, Vince McMahon announced his retirement. Yep. Uh, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Everybody knows it anyways. Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the man who I thought would only retire after he died and you had to burn his bones uh, and, and do some voodoo ritual on them for him to actually be gone. The man who said he would never retire has retired. I don't want to get into the reasons, the speculation of reasons why he may have retired. I don't give a fuck. Unless you really want to get into it, I mean, I, I don't,
1: I don't think we should just ignore it. I, I don't want to talk about it in great detail, but it's let, but let's it's, talk about Vince's legacy first. Let's talk. about That's what I did.
0: care more about. I but, mean, but I don't want to just
1: I don't want to be like, oh, Vince is a bad." I don't want to judge Vince from a personal standpoint.
0: We don't know for 1000%. Can we speculate? And is it probably a fact that, well, he, that he was forced to retire because of the, because of the scandals? Yes. Do we know that? And is that fact? No. Well, I so mean, I don't want to focus on that.
1: Here, here's what, this is what I was going to say about it. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Vince is bad. Vince is a dead. Like, mm. I don't, I don't care about what Vince McMahon's like as a human being because no, I don't know what? him. And, and i'll never yep. know him exactly i do however think that vince is gonna end up in a lot of shit um you're you're seeing stuff like come out today I mean, where where he took $14, 14 million, million dollars of yeah. corporate money to to use as hush money like yeah. i think that we all know how this whole thing works right mm-hmm. um and and it, and it happens for a reason i'm not saying this to defend Vince McMahon because I think Vince McMahon's probably done a lot of really shitty things to, for this to come out, but it's a snowball effect now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're going to start hearing people come out of the woodworks. I think, I think you're going to start hearing some really bad stories because
0: and it happens with everything Like, like, and I'm not making light of any of these other things, but look at the me too movement. It started with one person talking about Harvey Weinstein and then it just snowballed to like this whole thing of people coming out saying, Holy shit hence the title me too you know what i mean and then, and and then the this the, the similar movement a couple of years ago they got a lot of professional wrestlers in trouble it's not always wow. about so sexual professional
1: harassment. wrestlers got themselves in trouble
0: okay I, i'm sorry yeah yes that that i know, you know that's I, what you mean like yes, I, I, I just I just no no thank yeah, you yeah. for correcting me thank you for correcting me because that is what i meant. um but um it, it is there's always a snowball effect when something when something as pivotal as this happens it's never just that one thing the, and you know it, it's going to affect it's going to affect more people we have not heard the last of this things are going to happen like the thing um, with vince
1: though like it's never kind of it's not really been a secret like there's always been allegations against it
0: going all the way back to um rita to Chatterley. Age. and uh, but you now know,
1: now and, i think people are actually going to pay attention to 100 um that's like th-
0: and, and unfortunately you know what? Because there's fucking money involved.
1: Well, and because I think Vince has probably done a lot of shitty things. <laughs> like, I think that's... a well, yeah, but he's
0: been doing shitty things for 40 fucking years.
1: Yeah, and he got away with it for a long time. And for I, 40 fucking years. It's about to, I think, kick him right in the ass. And it, it's mm-hmm. really too bad because... You know, let, let's take well, Vince McMahon, but, the human being, out of the equation and let's talk about, you know, it's like the Chris. I think it's going to be like the Chris Benoit effect, obviously not as extreme because he's no. murdered. And but, you know, I think that people are going to have to look at Vince McMahon and separate personal and professional. And from a professional 100%. standpoint,
0: 100 percent, like I said, and I've said this, I'm glad you brought up Chris Benoit because I've said the same thing about Chris Benoit. I don't give a fuck. It's not that I don't give a fuck what he did. What he did was horrible. But I don't know Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit wasn't my friend. You know who Chris Benoit was to me? Chris Benoit was the guy that I watched on TV every fucking Monday night. Mm. Chris Benoit is one of my favorite professional wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I yeah, and you have to you have to separate that, or else it's going to drive you fucking nuts. But you have goes to separate the, it to an it's, extent. It's, like it's the same with music. It's the same with TV. It's the same do you think every actor that you like hasn't done a fucking shitty thing in their life? Every musician you like hasn't done a shitty thing in their life. You know what I mean? Does that mean you have to stop liking those bands? You have to not watch one of those movies. No, you just need to, I can still sit
1: back and I can appreciate a Chris Benoit match because, you know, and and Chris Benoit was my favorite wrestler for a long time. Mm Um but I will never ever stick up for Chris Benoit. I will never defend Absolutely Chris not. Benoit be- because, because those he did are two separate things. He did the most heinous thing on the planet. It doesn't mean I can't and, sit back and watch a Chris Benoit match. But I'll, not, I'll never I'm make a case. Stick... Like I'll never make yeah. a case for him to go to the Hall of Fame. I'll never no. think that he should be glorified. Um, but I will still sit back and be like, Holy fuck, this guy was a hell of a hand. And and, and, and it's, it's Vince, sort of the
0: same thing with Vince McMahon. It's I'm not gonna sit here and say, hey man. I know he he did horrible, horrible things, but there's no but. Vince McMahon, the man, has nothing to do with this show, has nothing to do with me. Vince McMahon, the CEO and creator and creative genius, is the man that is responsible for this show. We wouldn't be sitting here right now together if the WWF didn't exist. It's true. And... and the WWF wouldn't exist, especially not the way that we know it and the way that we have known it for the last 40 years of our lives without Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
1: I think that if We Vince... owe
0: him our fandom. And I
1: truly believe that. Yeah, A million percent. And I, I think that Vince, if Vince didn't take over from his dad, I don't think that we're talking about the WWF WW, at think, all today. I, I think they think fold. Thought,
0: I don't think we're talking about Fresh Wrestling.
1: I think that world-class would have taken over because they were getting ready to kind of make that jump too.
0: But then also folded. I don't think anybody was going to do what Vince McMahon did. Nobody had the balls to do what Vince McMahon did. World-class I don't think would have done the the territory grab the way that Vince did. It's not only the balls though,
1: Mike, it's the vision. He's Walt Disney, man. 100%. Vince McMahon,
0: what a, what, what a great analogy I like. Vince that. McMahon
1: yeah. is doing things that that nobody was thinking about. You know, mm-hmm. he he's doing, and even now, like looking at the WWE Network, Vince was talking about doing this network in like the Years early two thousands. Man, yeah, like he's like hit, and now, do you remember
0: WWE twenty four seven,
1: right? Yeah, I do remember WWE twenty four seven. Like like the the pioneer that he is, and, and the visions that he has, and it's just like. Look at WrestleMania, pay per view. Vince McMahon yeah. made pay per view. You know what 100%. I mean? You know, without Vince McMahon succeeding on pay per view, you're not getting the UFC. You're not getting boxing. No. You're not getting maybe. No. I don't know about boxing, maybe, but
0: but no. WWF. No, we can, we took can give that. the NWA a little bit of credit there. For, Absolutely not. Because 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 of Starcade. Because of, because of, because of Star, no, no. Because you, Starcade. You can't give Starcade. No, it flopped. Vince blocked them. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah, but it, but it's but it's not like they didn't have the means and idea to do it, is what it, I'm it, saying.
1: It was the success of WrestleMania three that really propelled the pay-per-view. And Vince mm-hmm. said to all the companies, if you pick up Starcade, you can't yeah. carry WrestleMania four. Yeah. See a Starcade. <laughs> like how, like like 90% of the networks did not pick up Starcade. They did I guess I, mean,
0: I I guess I mean it in a way where you can credit NWA for pay per view the same way you can credit ECW for the Attitude Era.
1: I disagree Is with that. that. Does I that think make that make sense? I, I think and, EC-
0: and, I, and I'm not and I'm not crediting ECW for the Attitude Era.
1: I do. I a thousand percent credit ECW. I'm saying for the
0: I'm era. saying that he was that Vince McMahon was inspired by ECW in the same way I think he was inspired by the NWA and, and their move to pay per view.
1: But Vince did it first. I think.
0: Okay, Cause, let's cause it was, agree it was, to disagree on that. I it, swear it was closed God circuit. There's...
1: Yeah. Closed circuit was different than pay-per-view, right? I'm pretty sure that right. the first the was, first
0: I okay. I thought Vince, I thought Vince was doing closed circuit and Star was the first pay per view. I, I think I'm the wrong. first wrestling pay per
1: view of all time was the wrestling classic. Okay. But I, I'm not 100% sure. On I'll, that.
0: I'll give you this one. You're usually right on this shit.
1: I, I, I'm going to say we're about 50-50. We each got a shot on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will disagree with you strongly on the Attitude error point. I do not think there is an Attitude error without ECW. I do think that Vince McMahon blatantly ripped off ECW, saw what they were doing, and corporized it and made it amazing. Like 100%. Uh, yeah. but, but I do think that that was like, hey, here's flash funk you can have you can have flash funk and al snow and we're gonna take the attitude <laughs> and you know here's like you know your two hundred thousand dollars a month that we give you or whatever yeah, it's yeah. like
0: yeah absolutely. did you know and i was learning this today uh that originally um and i'm glad they didn't go this road because i like the route they went but originally he uh he being paul Heyman. Was the first person in 97 in talks to be color commentator for Shotgun Saturday Night. I
1: did know that, actually. I did know that.
0: And I'm glad they didn't go that way because I can't see that show without Pillman.
1: And like you Shotgun know? ended up kind of being shit, so...
0: The first like few episodes were amazing. They when were, they were do, when it, they were doing like before they moved to arenas, and they were doing like the the clubs, the, the clubs, and the subway stations and shit like that. They it looked was awesome.
1: They looked really cool, but it was still yeah. like WWE hokey. You know what I mean? Like it was still like. Like yeah. the, the, like it was still very cheesy because,
0: like,
1: I, liked it. I, I like it too. If you go back and watch it, the best one is when Terry Funk came on in Texas and that bar and him and Austin went nuts. Your
0: mother mom's a whore. <laughs> uh,
1: that funk name, uh, something about that funk name I really yeah, like.
0: One. But, uh, uh, me too. Let's, let's work on that. Yeah. Um, let's get to Vince McMahon here before we get to our list. We're we're we're, we're rambling tonight. We haven't done this in a while, have we?
1: No, it's good. Let's get it out
0: let's talk about the wwe moving forward so let, let, let let's break this down triple h is now the head of creative um and is now which surprised a lot of people a lot of people thought it would be uh, be pritchard pritchard is working under triple h which i think is a phenomenal move and that's not a slight on, on Pritchard. I just think it's the best move for the company. You think, Pritchard, you think
1: Pritchard's going to be around for long?
0: I think so. I think Pritchard has a lot to give. I just don't like Pritchard in a lead role. Not in the way. Um, I think Pritchard is a great yes man. I think Pritchard is a good person to have in your ear. But I don't like Pritchard being the guy. Um, Triple H is the guy. So I think well, that's going to work. And I do think Pritchard's going to be there for a while. Before
1: I comment on Triple H, I, I, I want to make a point before that. And then I'll and, uh, let me ramble on about Triple H here. I think that the biggest thing that is going to be a plus for the WWE is the loss of Kevin Dunn. I that, think that hasn't
0: been made official yet, but... I thought it was it, official. Not to my knowledge. I have not seen it officially because he was on SmackDown. And as far as I know, he did rock tonight.
1: I, so, I I thought I was under the impression he was done with the company, but uh,
0: I mean he should have been done company fucking weeks ago when they caught him for with insider trading, but well, I mean that's a different fucking story.
1: His time is ticking. That was Vince's guy. They'll he'll be gone. I think that a fresh
0: it's uh, it's not it's not a secret both that both Stephanie and Triple H can't stand the man. Um, he's been with the company forever because of his father. His father, uh Vince made a deal with his dad that Kevin has a fucking job for life and he had it well Vince is out now Kevin's gotta go Kevin Um, we've said this on the show a thousand times one of the few reasons I cannot watch WWE television is the goddamn production the quick yeah. cuts, the the I feel nauseous. I feel pay-per-view. sick watching it. I, right. I
1: don't. I don't not watch WWE because I hate them. I wa- I don't watch them for two reasons. And, and I'll watch them if I'm around. If I if I'm available to watch it, I'll watch it. I'm always at work yep. when we are on SmackDown or on. I I, I I work Saturdays for pay per views.
0: Visually, I, I can't. I can't
1: sit it. through. I uh, I watched Crown Jewel last year when uh, with uh, the Hell in a Cell match, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the show. And I thought I was going to throw up halfway through it.
0: They had great pay-per-views in 2021. I, I really do. I think that they had great pay-per-views in 2021. If you can get through the pay-per-views, I I, I couldn't watch a pay-per-view in a night because I would get motion sickness. As, so far as, it, it would um, take days to watch it.
1: Yeah. And as far as Triple H goes, to go back to your question, it's proven that he, you know, you look at the NXT Ross, the brand that he did there. And that was the highlight of the WWE for the last probably 10 years. You're right. Um, mm-hmm you know clearly he knows what he's doing he's been a student of the game his whole life do i think that we're going to see a big change right away though no
0: absolutely not i, I think that they're going to slowly
1: because you can't just shock it's your audience be gradual. Like
0: that. no thank you for that people are so so i already seen people when's cardano like, coming back When's just yeah, like exactly i already see people coming out going because they announced tonight, apparently, that one of the matches for SummerSlam, it was the Mysterios uh, versus Judgment Day. Yeah. And everybody says, oh, I thought Vince left. <laughs> what did you expect? You can't did you expect them just... to wipe out every storyline that Vince was already working on and be like, okay, so... Them is going to be adam cole coming back and he's going to fight everybody yeah it, 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 it you know it's not that it's not what it is things have to happen gradually there will be changes and you know what some of those changes might take five four or five years to fucking see happen mm-hmm. um you know it, it's it's like that this is off topic but this is like the, the everybody fucking jacking off over the tv 14 thing yeah, do people chance. do people really think that the day they go TV 14, it's going to be the attitude era. Yeah, what, do you, ha- what the, do you think? What do you think? Know, Miss Kitty's going to come
1: out and flash and that, her boobs the, on paper? That, like-
0: that's, a, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, you think Alexa Bliss is coming out on TV and we're going to see her fucking twat? No, that's not going to fucking happen. It, things happen gradually, gradually, slowly in time. The attitude era didn't happen overnight. It's everybody says, oh, attitude era was in like, you know, 98. No, guess what? You go back to 1994 six, and you start seeing the seeds in early 1996. It's
1: like everyone says about Austin. Oh, Austin 3 he cut that King of the Ring promo and he took off. No, he didn't. He cut the King of the Ring promo and then fought Mark Marrow on a pay-per-view and then was on the dark match in SummerSlam against Yokozuna in a minute and a half.
0: Don't happen overnight, and that counts with with what's going on right now. I will say, though, I am excited. Yes. Me too. I, I am excited. Me too. I think in time, WWE might become a promotion that I love again, Um, because I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm like I'm never going to I'm not going to sit here and bash WWE because I can't because WWE is the reason I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm not going to bash it. Do I love it the way I used to? Absolutely not.
1: I I do think that um as far and as I timing wise goes, I think it is a good thing that Vince is stepping down.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I think it's time. I, I think he. Doesn't have his finger on the pulse anymore. I think we're seeing a lot of repetitiveness on Raw over and over again, which has been a gripe of mine. And and I I do think it's time to freshen things up. So I'm interested to see who's going to start getting pushed, who's going to keep getting pushed. I thought Roman Reigns had the line of the year to Austin Theory. And he's saying, "Daddy, your daddy ain't here no more." I thought yeah. that was so good.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think that was a double shot?
1: No, I think now, that's.
0: I, just... I might be thinking too much into it. OK, but I feel like it, it could have been a, a shot at the Vince thing, but then maybe a shot at Christian and AEW. No,
1: I think it was, I think,
0: I I know I'm overthinking it. I I think it was
1: just, I think it was just a way to acknowledge that theory who has been paired with Vince McMahon on TV for the last year. He's
0: been shooting at people's dead dads every week. Right. So I, you know, I I I don't think,
1: I I think that might be a bit of a stretch. Um, We could, we should ask Brian Pillman that that we had him on the phone, on the show last week, but uh, I, I just think that was a way to be like, theory was so hand in hand with Vince for so long. I think that's the way to say, you know, yeah. To separate that
0: now, right? Before we move to the list, I want to go through a small list of things that I would personally like to see with this new regime, um, and all things that are impossibility. I'm not going crazy here. Things that I think that Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, might actually do. Notice I kept Tony Khan's name out of it because I think Tony Khan's only there because that because he's Vince's yes man. Tony. Oh yeah. So every time you say or, Tony I'm Khan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I meant Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Nick yeah. Khan. Whatever. sorry, con con. Um awesome Nick Con. Yeah. Nick Con, who is the uh the the co the co-CEO with Stephanie. Vince McMahon's biggest stoo- Vince McMahon's biggest stooge since Gerald Briscoe.
1: Or do you think that, uh, that guy played Vince and puppeteered his way to the top? You
0: never know. You never know. Um, but uh I have a feeling that Vince as the 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 number one shareholder in the company, the majority shareholder in the company, kept his man in because he knows his man will do his bidding more than his own daughter will, because his own daughter is too much like him. You know what I mean? There's a great there's a great story that Jerry Jarrett told. And he went, "I saw, I I I read that today. You talking about the one of? uh, They're at uh, dinner. uh, of uh, their dinner and uh, and he says uh, one day you're gonna have this company, Shane. That one.
1: Yeah, and Stephanie yeah. goes. Uh, Daddy's girl is gonna be taking it over. I love
0: that story. Yeah, I, I, I you know morning. when
1: people shit on Stephanie and and I think good. I think a lot of people shit on Stephanie because of how good of a heel she is. Because she's a great heel, hundred percent. And I think that she's the
0: second. She's the second greatest female heel in the history of that company. And I mean who, that.
1: Who do you guys number one?
0: Vicky Guerrero Ooh,
1: yeah I don't think anyone got heat like Vicky
0: agreed Vicky's not just the greatest female heel in history she's one of the greatest heels in history
1: yeah Vicky got heat it's tough to get that kind of heat in 2020s man <laughs> yeah 2010s yeah
0: um, uh, sorry what were you saying before I said that though
1: I think that Stephanie is going to do a great job. I, I think one hundred
0: percent. I I don't think there's anybody better suited for this position. Uh, I know that. Yeah, it, it, everybody thought ten years ago, fifteen years ago, that Shane was the golden boy. I don't think Shane wanted it as bad as Stephanie did. No, and I don't, I don't think, think Shane, Shane has, has the vision it. as good as no. Stephanie does. I think she. I think Stephanie. Shane wants to put himself over too much. Shane 100%. wants to put himself over
1: too much, and not that 100%. Stephanie doesn't put herself over a lot too, but I think it's just different.
0: I. I think she cares more about the st- about about the um, the staff and, and the talent bill. As and I believe the same thing about Triple H. Um, did you hear about the speech Triple H gave tonight before RAW? That you open know? door policy
1: wants say, to get the say, communication say, going. Saying,
0: Listen, I want to be. I want. I want to promise that transparency you never got with Vince, like. That's a good way to start. Yeah, is now he's got to hold shit? up to it. Is, is he full of shit? Who knows? You Which know, I'm skeptical of the pledge, time you. Will tell. I, 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 know I know he's got that are. ego. He's got that ego. He's got that are.
1: little bit of Vince in him. You and I he's, talked about... He's a crutch guess, holder. Months
0: ago. But I always said that I think Triple H could really do wonderful things for this company, if allowed. And we're about to see. Time's going to tell. Time's I'm excited, time's excited
1: for, it. Tell. for it. I'm excited so for it. All right. So, like I said, the things I'm excited
0: about... The things I want to see under this regime, I'd like to see a, rev- a, a revival of the tag team division. You're talking the choir
1: on that one, buddy.
0: I'd like to see prestige brought back to the Intercontinental Championship.
1: Yeah, Walter, and I as think as it's a, the guy to do it. And as or a man, Gunner, what's his name, Gunther? Gunther,
0: yeah. And as a man who once was a workhorse champion in Triple H, I think he would spear uh, Spearhead that. I
1: mean, it's on the um, pay per view, right? That's the first time the Ice 10 has been on a
0: pay per view in almost two years this month. Exactly. So. I want to see less rematches. Oh, please. I know I'm talking to Choir on that one as well. And then as far as commentary and promos,
1: more Pat McAfee.
0: <laughs> commentary, of more Pat McAfee. um Promos. I think it's time to do away with the age of the scripted promo at least not as heavily scripted yeah. you know what i mean and then the last thing i want to see done away with vince has been doing this for 20 years and i think it's time to, to to start whittling down on it let's get rid of that uh band word list
1: oh yeah belts and the changes
0: every week i know like let's let's hear the word professional wrestling on television Nick? Let's hear belts and titles, and you know, I, 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 who gives a fuck? Stop, you know, Vince McMahon famously said in nineteen, I want to say it was 1997, 1998 came on TV and said, "We're done." uh What, what do you say in that promo? We're age done. Age of good guys versus uh, bad and, guys. So, yeah, what do you say? We're, we're, we don't we're, want we're to done. insult your intelligence. Insult your intelligence, thank you. We don't want to insult your intelligence. Well, guess what? Every time you ban a fucking word that you don't want us to hear, you're insulting our fucking intelligence. I'm like, so I'm I'm, done with I'm, that. I'm back and forth
1: on that because I, I like the idea that Vince wants to brand himself. Like instead of wrestling, he wants it to be superstars. Like I'm fine with stuff like that because it's like, it's like when you say, um, when you want pop, I want a Coke, you know what I mean? When you want, um, like you know what I mean? Like I never I think thought of it
0: like that. That's I, what he's
1: I, going for, right? When I, you think, yeah. when you think of mixed martial arts, I want UFC. When you think of mm. wrestling, oh, I, did you watch WWE? Like I think that's kind mm. of what he's going with with stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the WWE universe. That's that's the big one, right?
0: Yeah. Well, that and I have no problem with stuff like that. But when you stop using words like championship and 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 you know I, I don't know it's just Yeah yeah I or it's,
1: or, it's... or
0: or don't or don't talk about the wrestling holds you know yeah, what I mean? I'd, I'd like to see like... the
1: commentators be commentators again Agreed
0: Anyways um, before we get to the list what was the last thing you wanted to say That's it I got nothing Beauty because we've been talking way too long um, and Oh shit yeah fucking... let's get
1: to the list we're rambling let's motherfuckers fucking, Let's let's list this shit Let's blow through this bad boy
0: We are doing the top seven storylines in the history of SummerSlam. I'm going to get so much heat for this. I want you to know Um, that
1: I've really done my homework this week, and I'm going to be grilling you, okay?
0: (laughs) You're so full of shit. (laughs) Listen, you're already going to be mad at me because there's no real old school shit on this because I can only put the shit that I really remember. And And I can't remember
1: any of the new school stuff, so we're fucked here. And
0: and the storylines that I remember... It's the shit that I watched on television every every single week, so I'm not going to have storylines from '87, '88 well, because I don't I don't remember what the storylines well, were. I, I hate your re- list I already. I just re- I just remember the matches. I hate it, you know. So, anyways, let's go for this. My number seven, starting off heavy, man. We're doing, uh, we're going to 2009. We're doing CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy. Okay,
1: yeah, I, this is a great build. Um, you know, I'm straight edge. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, great promos leading up to this. Punk made it's his the heel pro- turn. It's
0: the, it's the promos. It's, it, you know, it's the heel turn and the promos that really made this for me. It's the um, – I love that the promos weren't all against Jeff himself. It was against the fans. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It was the – I get it. I know why you like him because you're not strong like me. You need a straight-edge champion. You need me. You just don't know it yet. You're too weak. Yeah. I love that shit. I love it. You know, this it, uh, started
1: with uh punk cashing in his money in the bank on Jeff Hardy yeah. after he won the world title. Yeah, this is uh this was really like the first time I think that CM Punk was allowed to be CM Punk in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I thought he had a home run here. This was Jeff Hardy's uh uh swan song, if you will, to play on words a little bit there. He was leaving the company. Yeah. Um, and, and he put punk over like a million bucks on the way. out. hundred
0: percent that, uh, I don't remember if it was the go home or the week before they go home. Uh, there's a great spot. I uh, did I remember that where CM punk put the, uh, the, the, the chair on uh, Jeff's neck and, and, really, and Jeff really sold that. That was great. Great stuff. Um, my number six, uh, we're going to a feud that you love. I know you love this feud. To a year that I think you really love. We're going to 2006. Okay. And we're going on Cena and Edge at SummerSlam okay. 2006. This, um, um, yeah, okay. I, I actually Because really I'm like going to go, go back, and I'm going to say this program started at New Year's resolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, this This program really started when Edge came out and cashed in his Money in the Bank way back in January because let's let if you really break it down Edge and Edge and Cena they ran their feud for pretty much the majority of 2006 yeah they, like they that had whole the match at the rumble two,
1: and then they, you know? they they kind of took a couple months off and then they met back up at SummerSlam and finished mm-hmm. up at unforgiven the greatest pay-per-view in the history of Canada
0: <laughs> um i i i love this pay-per-view because of how or uh, sorry i love the i love the storyline because Of how up and down it went with, like, they would go in and out of, you know, feuding with each other. Mm -hmm. And then right before SummerSlam, it culminated with him, with Edge just making it so personal in attacking John Cena's father in his own home. Yeah. um, Which was just the icing on the cake of this. uh, They had the um, storyline, I
1: believe, going into this, where if Edge got disqualified, he would lose the belt.
0: Um, yes. Yes. That was the, uh, the, the, the stipulation.
1: Very small fact that I don't know if a lot of people picked up on this um, with this feud uh, and the blow up being the next month, the SummerSlam match was in Boston, John Cena's
0: hometown mm-hmm.
1: and Unforgiven mm-hmm. was in Toronto, in Edge's Toronto. hometown uh, yep. and, and both guys uh, lost in their hometown, which, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of really like that.
0: Which, which I loved it was, I think that was really part of the story in itself. Um, I was there the night after Unforgiven in Montreal, uh, which is one of my favorite promos I just ever cut. And um, it was 2008. You're allowed to say stuff on TV you can't say now. So please forgive me for, for saying this. Um, don't cancel me. But Edge comes out and says, I think you all would love for me to get my rematch right here in my home country of Canada. And the place erupted. He's like, and then he says, too bad we're not in Canada we're in Canada's retarded cousin Montreal at yeah, different Holy times shit. for sure you want to turn a crowd because the crowd the crowd was booing Cena all night as soon as that happened man they were they they were hot for Cena they they that was a Cena crowd for the rest of the night it was amazing edge knows how to how to play people right i loved it
1: yeah edge is edge is fantastic definitely one of the greatest heels of all time
0: and one of my favorite feuds of all time, Edge. Ed,
1: I, very, very underrated I, feud. I,
0: th- I think Edge and Cena is probably my second favorite Cena feud.
1: Well, you know but, what? Let's go back in time too. this feud actually is reignited again at ECW One Night Stand when Edge yes. got Cena the belt with RVD. Yes, one
0: hundred percent. Yeah, uh, they their their feuds like if you culminate all their feuds together, it's one of my favorite feuds in history. Uh, moving on to my number five. We're gonna stick with the Rated R Superstar. Okay. I'm I'm hoping this is the one I think it's gonna be. We're gonna go to 2008 with the Undertaker.
1: It's not the one I thought it was gonna be, but still a damn good one.
0: Ooh, I guess you and I are gonna fight because I don't have any more edge on my list.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh. Um, but this is a great this is a great feud. Um it's not it's not even a feud because Undertaker had nothing to do with it. It's a great program because Edge held the entire fucking thing. Well, this was months. Really,
1: these guys went. They went months and months.
0: So it really starts because they were feuding before, and then um, what was it? Edge beat Taker. Was it at one late stand?
1: Yeah, something like that. The TLC match, right?
0: Yeah, the TLC match at one late stand, and the stipulation was that if Taker lost, that he left the WWE. And then over the next few months, we found out that uh, Edge was banging some hot chick in the back. Uh, uh, of course, he's supposed to be married to, to Vicky Guerrero. Vicky finds out that uh, Edge is unfaithful. Like anybody didn't know that Edge wasn't unfaithful. Kind of his gimmick. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Beth Phoenix, pay attention. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh vicky you know vicky her exact words hell have no fury like a woman scorned and she tells him straight to his face i did something you're not gonna like i reinstated the undertaker and at SummerSlam, you're going one-on-one in hell in a cell yeah and these
1: guys really went back to mania dude too right before
0: exactly before i move on with the story um one of my favorite Hell in the Cell matches ever.
1: Yeah, it's very good.
0: Okay, uh, that that gets two SummerSlam. But before we get to that Hell in the Cell match, Edge is not a stupid person. Edge is not dumb. Edge knows that he's not ready to get in Hell in the Cell. He's not ready to face the Phenom in Hell in the Cell. He needs to prepare. He needs help. So he looks for help. With the only person that really tested the I Undertaker in that cage, this is my favorite part of the story. And he goes to Mick Foley. I forgot about this. Not only, and this is a great part of the story, because not only is Mick Foley one of Undertaker's greatest opponents, not only is Mick Foley famous for being in one of the most famous uh, Hell in the Cell matches in history, if not the most famous Hell in the Cell match in history with the Undertaker, mm-hmm. but there's a history between Edge. And Foley already, you know, it's a great, it's a great all around package here. He says, Mick, I need your help. Mick, I know you don't like me, but I like, you're the only person that can help me prepare for this. And Mick says, not only will I not help you, I can't help you. The only person that can help you is you, you need to find that edge that makes you edge. You need to be that sick fuck that I fought at WrestleMania. You need to get back to that. (laughs) And Edge looks at him and says, you're absolutely right. Thank you. And then he beat the shit out of Mick Foley. Yeah. You you know, that, that made that story for me. That's what made that story. When I saw that, it's like, okay, now he can go into WrestleMania, or now he can go into SummerSlam, and you can believe he might beat The Undertaker in Hell in the South.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, this is very similar to the Cena feud where it went on pretty much for the whole year. I like how both guys, uh, instead of being hometowns this time, it was both guys had their specialty match against each other. Edge with the TLC and Undertaker with the Hell in a Cell. And I uh, mean, I think you summed this up perfectly. I don't, I don't even have anything to add to it. Great, great build.
0: Um, anybody who hasn't seen that promo with uh, Mick Foley and Edge, I believe it's a Raw promo. Um, give you the date. It's somewhere in July. Go check it out. It's it's one of Foley, It's one of my favorite McFoley promos. To be perfectly honest, i Especially one one of my favorite like post career promos. All right, we're hitting the number four, baby. <laughs> and I'm gonna oversell this bastard because I'm doing Shawn Michaels and Hulk togan
1: Come on, number
0: four. <laughs> number four. I love this storyline so much so fucking much
1: it's good but
0: i might be biased because i was there at raw for the for, for part of the, the build yeah one of my one of the best parts of the build so maybe i'm biased because i got to witness it firsthand but man it's such a good fucking story number one we hadn't seen this is 2005 we haven't seen heel Shawn michaels since 1998 I guess that's not that's not totally correct. We saw him do that stupid NWO shit and whatever, but we haven't seen heel wrestler Shawn Michaels since 1998. This is Shawn's only heel run of his of his second career. Like people don't realize that, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. He only, he only had a short one short heel run in his entire second part of his career. And it was fucking phenomenal, because as much as I know you don't like 1997 Shawn Michaels, this felt like 1997 Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, but less annoying. It's a more seasoned mm-hmm. Shawn. Like 1990, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Um, so let, 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 let anybody who hasn't seen this for some reason, let's start at the beginning. Um, we're at a RAW sometime in July, and it's Hogan and, and uh, Hogan and, and Shawn Michaels. Uh, and they're tagging up against. Uh, I want to say it was Carlito and Kurt Angle. Um, and of course, they they get the win. They do the whole, you know, Hogan must pose, and 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 Sean's doing the posing with him. They're doing the whole thing, and out of fucking nowhere, he just super kicks the shit out of Hulk Hogan's face. And,
1: and it was out of nowhere because these guys have been teaming for the whole year, right? They teamed yeah. up at Backlash. They had the six man with Cena, mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. and then and then this one as well. So this is like their fourth or fifth tag match together.
0: Yeah, this was and, then it ju- the course. and then and then just happened. It just out of nowhere. Hogan turns around and <laughs> takes it in the chin. Yeah, one of my favorite parts about this though isn't the kick itself. It's there. It's the st- thank you. It's the stairs. The cell by it's the cell by Sean. It's not even Hogan's cell. Hogan was all right. Hogan laid there, but it's it's Sean's cell. Sean stood over him. Just the way that he looked at him. We've seen people do these kind of like nonchalant or or, or soulless stares before, but Sean did it so differently in this one. Mm -hmm. Um, And it hit harder because from 2002 until 2005, we've only had Christian, God-loving, fun-loving, awesome uh, baby face Shawn Michaels. We haven't seen this. And this heel Shawn Michaels is not a Shawn, Is not the heel Shawn Michaels that we had in 1992. This is not the heel Shawn Michaels that we had in 1997. This is a whole different heel Shawn Michaels we've never seen before. It was fucking beautiful. It was amazing. It's one of my favorite things Shawn Michaels has ever done. Which he is did that great Larry before.
1: King segment
0: too. The Larry King segment, of course. We can't not talk about the night I was there in Montreal when he did the properties. Yeah. You know. The um, only
1: thing that I I will say that takes away from this build for me and why I might not put it on the list
0: is that. It's the build, not the match.
1: No, no. And I love the match too. Everyone shits on the match. I I love it. I I take it for what it was. Um, By the end of this build, though, I didn't want to see Sean and Hogan. I want to see Sean and Brett. Like, they, they really were hyping Brett up for a couple weeks. There was jabs at him. Like, it was almost like they were building to Brett Hart returning at SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, but Brett hadn't come back yet.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. That was my my only gripe with this program that, that might <laughs> knock it off the list for me.
0: It's so funny you say that. Because <laughs> you're talking about, you know, getting one thing and wanting uh, and wanting. Uh, Sean and Brett because my number three is Taker versus Brett in 1997 when people just wanted Sean and Brett
1: (laughs) fair and they were supposed to get Sean and Brett at King of the Ring that year of course they were I mean, um, you and I could just talk about, and I know you're on a big 97 kick right I'm
0: now. I'm on a massive 97 kick right now. Um, I'm going to tell you something. I, so I did a bunch of research on um, stuff like Bleacher Report, what culture, stuff like that, looking at everybody else's um, lists of the best Summer Slams of all time. Two of my top five Summer Slams are in the bottom five of everybody else's. Oh yeah. 97, 97 is fucking low. Do you know what de- is dead last on Bleacher Report and a couple others? Wow. That would be in my like top ten at least. Which one? Nineteen ninety. I, I nineteen ninety is not a great pay per view, but that's it's, been uh, mar- that's been marked as I, the I do. worst summerslam ever
1: and I, I don't think it. it's the worst summerslam ever like I wouldn't put it in my top 10 I don't think but I have a soft spot for it I have like a guilty pleasure spot for
0: that one I love it I I i absolutely love that paper view and 1997 is my personal favorite summerslam is do I think it's the best summerslam no we'll get there but I do think it's the it's my personal favorite. 97 is my personal favorite year in professional wrestling. I can't and remember what year. I'm going to tell you the reason. The number one reason 97 is my, prefer- my, my favorite year in professional wrestling. Two words for you. Red-
1: oh, sorry. I got it. Mm.
0: <laughs> I yeah. never considered myself a Bret Hart fan. Ever. Um, in the beginning of the 90s, I was no one Hart guy. At the end of the 90s, I was a Steve Austin guy. I was never a Bret Hart guy. And then by the time, you know, everything was over, Bret Hart was this bitter old man. And I'm like, fuck Bret. But over the last few years, especially since we're doing this show and I've been researching things, 90% of my favorite SummerSlam matches have Bret Hart in it. 97% of my favorite WrestleMania matches have Bret Hart in it. Then I find out my favorite year in professional wrestling is 1997, and what's the best storyline in 1997?
1: The Heart uh, Foundation. I was trying to think of a funnier. If, thing if you if you talk
0: <laughs> if you talk about fucking um, uh, what's was, his name, I was uh, gonna
1: say gang war, faction warfare, uh, I, th- request.
0: I, 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 th- I thought you were gonna go for um, what's the Yamaguchi San? That was 98. <laughs> It uh, started in 97 and I, and I know that cause I was watching a 90, uh, I'm going to tie you around here. You're 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 right.
1: yeah. okay. uh, since you're wrong, I get to choppy choppy your PP choppy choppy my PP. All it.
0: right. Let's talk about this, this mania build or this uh, SummerSlam build. Um, so let's go back. Obviously Undertaker wins the title at WrestleMania. Uh, right before that, Sean lost his smile. Hurts feuding with stone cold steve austin uh Bret Hart turns uh heel of course starts to uh, gets back together with his family starts the uh the what's it called the the heart foundation best of my in the fucking world i love you yeah.
1: Great love shit. great line. Um, and then Lawler crying the rest of the night the best.
0: yeah right sean comes back from finding a smile um tags up with steve austin for a bit right Am I getting my timeline right here?
1: Great tag team match. You want a that, great tag team match? Sean is and Austin a, against Bulldog and Owen in Texas. Is
0: that King of the? Is that King of the Ring?
1: No, it was on Monday Night Raw. They yeah. fought each other at King of the Ring. Yeah, okay,
0: I am mixed up my shit. So and then and then Sean fucks off again. I, I can't I can't keep track of Sean.
1: No, he was back. He was back at that. Was, point. was he
0: back? Was he back? Yeah. And but, but he's feuding with when he's feuding with Brett in, in a series of promos. Yeah. Like they do they do the the, the sunny days promo. They do, you know, there's no, a that lot was of later. Shit.
1: That was a little bit later, I think. There's
0: a lot of shit going on. I thought so too, except it was I, I when I was preparing for this, I was listening to um Bruce Pritchard's show on SummerSlam 97. And apparently that's promo already happened.
1: I, I thought that was later. Me I too. Could, I thought it was I, in
0: the DX times.
1: I mean, Pritchard could be wrong. We could be yeah, wrong.
0: I'm a, uh, let's just say Pritchard's wrong. Yeah. Or fuck that Pritchard guy. Wrong to me. The yeah. Stooge. But they were taking shots at each other.
1: Yes. They had the backstage fight already then, by this point. And then,
0: and then of course, but Sean's still a, a white meat baby face. He, he's teaming up with guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin and the, and the, and the brand new, uh, Big time pushed uh, Del Wilkes. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Del Wilkes like a fucking firecracker. Yeah. They put him right beside Shawn Michaels and Steve I mean, Austin.
1: Perfect time to do and it, right?
0: A hundred percent. Well, yeah, too. Because and, and, they just lost Sid as well, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, with
1: uh, the whole Bret Hart Canada thing, like, bring uh, the face exactly, right?
0: Exactly. Um, Around this time going into SummerSlam, Bret Hart cuts one of my favorite promos of all fucking time. And he says... If you want to give America an enema, you'd stick the hose right here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I which fucking love that. Which is
1: not true. I think Buff, maybe Buffalo or or Cleveland, <laughs> but uh,
0: Pittsburgh's kind of nice
1: actually. I'm
0: telling Buff, you said don't that. say that.
1: <laughs> they have great professional wrestlers, but the town is uh, <laughs> leaves a little bit to the imagination. <laughs>
0: Um, and then, of course, uh, uh, it gets announced that uh, Shawn Michaels is the special guest res- referee for the match. And Brett loses his shit on Vince McMahon. Yeah, and great. It's one, the great very, it's one of the very first times that we as a, as fans um, learn that Vince McMahon isn't maybe just a commentator. You know what?
1: I think very you're cool. talking. I, I didn't have this on my list originally. or I did, but it was high. You know what I mean? Like, I was going back and forth on it, and I think you're talking me into... I, mean, to, to I think your, you were high. Yeah, you know, I, I sleep on this build a little bit because I don't think about it as, like, Brett versus Taker, but as the build as a whole, Be, with the together. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. selling me. You're it's, selling me on it.
0: If you put in Sean, and it's really, like, because this is still the Brett versus everybody shit. You know what I mean? It's Brett versus the world, except for Canada, because we love them. Yeah. You're selling yeah. me on that. I like it. All right. We're in the top two, baby. I,
1: I'm interested. I, I've got a couple that uh, I think either you might have forgot about or maybe we're just going to see differently on. But
0: uh... I probably forgot a few. And you might you might skew my list a little bit, but you're not going to skew my two and one. I think my two and one are set. Uh, I think you're going to disagree with them. But these are my personal favorite ones. So it's, well, it I can't is what disagree it is. with your personal favorites. You know what I mean?
1: I can just tell you're crazy. That's all I can do.
0: (laughs) My number two, uh, we're going back to 2002 to quite possibly the greatest SummerSlam in history. It was you, Hunter. Thank you. It was you all along. You're Uh, damn
1: right it was me. It's (laughs) like, why are we watching a few good men here? You can't handle the truth. I love this Um, film. This is great. I would have maybe had this as my number one in all honesty.
0: It went back and forth. It went back and forth. Um, maybe you won't agree with my number one, but let's stick. I've got. With this I've scenario. got a
1: couple. That I've got my my one and two. You. I could flip flop on as well.
0: Let's start with this. Of course, we're talking about Shawn Michaels uh, getting ready for his first match back since 1998, the beginning and we're in of 2002. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mar- March of 98, and now we're in. July or August of of 2002. Um, Before you start
1: this rundown, can I just vent? Can I vent for a second? Yeah. Um, Now, I'm very grateful for all the wrestling events that I've attended in my life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I'm going to say a but here. I I went to WrestleMania 18 in Toronto and I had a great time. Rock and Hogan, I wouldn't change it for the world. (laughs) However, the next year was WrestleMania 19, which is one of the best WrestleManias of all time.
0: Uh
1: I went to SummerSlam 2003 in Toronto. Got to see Randy Orton become the youngest heavyweight champion at the time uh, of all time. Uh, I wouldn't uh, Eddie Guerrero and kurt Angle. However,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. what was the, next, the year before?
1: <laughs> the next year was Hogan and sean and the year before was it was sean's return.
0: No. Hogan and sean was 05.
1: Was it? Then maybe I saw SummerSlam 04. That's right because 03 was Elimination Chamber.
0: Yeah.
1: I would I would have taken 04 over 03. Oh, Curtin Brock Elimination. I don't know. Either way, I feel... But, let, let,
0: let's be honest. Your WrestleMania, your SummerSlam wasn't the greatest. It the wasn't the greatest, but the next year's was so good. It was. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's all Shawn Michaels' fault. Um, Shawn, did, did, I love this build so much. Now, number one, let's not pretend... Uh, people like to pretend that, you know, we haven't seen Shawn Michaels since 1998. Bullshit. Sean came in. He was the commissioner for a while. He was uh, the, he was in the NWO. He, he did a bunch of shit. We have not gone five years without Sean Michaels. We've gone five years without we, we've gone five years without Sean Michaels the way we know him in two thousand and two though, because when we knew when we knew him last, he was still stoned out of his fucking tree. A brand new Shawn Michaels emerges in 2002. And there's you already know there's something about him. You know what I mean? There's something different about this Shawn Michaels. And he comes out. They do this DX reunion, which is amazing in 2002. There
1: was before that, though, because um, they were teasing trying to recruit Triple H to the NWO. Mm -hmm. And then Nash went down with the injury. So they changed the angle to, will Triple H be recruited to Raw or SmackDown? He was going to yeah. make his decision at Vengeance. And then yeah. Sean was the guy who persuaded him to come to Raw. And then yeah. they did the DX reformation.
0: Well, then, then they did the, like, it's like, I'm bringing in my best friend. And, you know, Sean comes out. Um, then they do the DX thing. And then Triple H just beats the fuck out of him.
1: laid him out with the pedigree. It was great, yeah. though. Can I can I just jump in for a sec? Yeah. Um, they teased it throughout the whole Raw. You know, Sean, I think it was Sean going, hey, I got an idea. Or maybe it was Hunter. I can't remember. I got an idea. And he threw him a bag, and he looked in the bag. And goes no, no, and then that was all you saw. And then about an hour later in the show, all you hear is "Are you ready?" And we hadn't. And heard And Hunter that was music. a
0: heel at the time, right?
1: He was face. He he was a face. Was at he this
0: face? Point. Okay, yeah.
1: okay. He was a face at this point, but we hadn't heard the DX music in a long time—a long time. And they yeah. came out. They did the whole DX intro, and Hunter did his stuff. Yeah. Are you ready? No, I said. And the place was losing his mind. Mm-hmm. And then Hunter did his, the the greatest turn. This is my favorite. One of my favorite heel turns of all time. Let's get ready to suck it. Boom. Pedigree. See you later. I I I just, oh, it was so good.
0: And then the next few weeks we see some of my favorite personal um, triple H promos that he's ever done. Stuff like when he came out and he said, um, you know, I, I, Shawn Michaels was never my best friend. I use Sean to get to the top, yeah, just like Sean used me to stay at the top. Yeah, beautiful great stuff,
1: stuff, great stuff. And he um, put his face through a window.
0: And then well, the, they mystery have the whole person. Th- and cool. then the whole thing that Sean gets his face uh, uh, put through a car window, of course, uh, and and then they're teasing a maybe triple H isn't that bad after all because he looks concerned. Then of course they find out, you know, Triple H did it all along. Then Triple H just stole a bad guy. It's kind of weird like that, but whatever. Um The it was worth it for the the promo that you alluded to earlier. The can, it was you, Hunter. Can I ask it you a question?
1: Yeah. Did you watch the video package leading up to this?
0: Holy shit! I'm so happy you. My this next is better note,
1: than my way.
0: My next note is what a video package.
1: Did you have the song, the fight song, and
0: then? And then I don't know the name of the song. I wrote, I love this song, but okay. I don't know what it is.
1: I'm going to say something to you because I'm actually yeah. really mad at you right now. I have okay. told you about this song and I played it on this show <laughs> at least four times. All the time. I tell you
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't know that song. I think you're just fully of I shit. I still don't know that song. Oh, I, heard the song I will song on that plane. there's yeah, nothing. It's, right the, it's the
1: best. It's,
0: it's my Can way. Can I level. ask you a question though? Yeah while doing my fucking due diligence here, how is it they were able to put out one of the greatest video package of packages of all time for this fucking feud, then go back and if you haven't seen it in a while, I urge you to go back, watch the video package for Rock and Brock from the same pay-per-view. It's terrible. It is horrible. They used the music from the fucking um, uh, Don't Try This at Home commercials. <laughs> like, what Fuck was that? So bad. Um another another great part to this feud was uh Bischoff's promo of I'm not gonna sanction this match. Yeah. Uh that just it lent a lot to it because at this point in time, Sean just didn't know. Like as far as Sean was concerned, this was a one-off. Sean didn't think he was coming back full-time. Sean just wanted to come, have some fun, do something with his best friend, and then call it quits. Um, so having this be a non-sanctioned match where Sean can come out in jeans and just do his thing made a lot of fucking sense. Um, and to have Bischoff, because you know, Bischoff, in my estimation, is one of the greatest authority figure characters in the history of WWE, I agree. Having Bischoff tell Triple H, I'm I'm like, no way. I'm not sanctioning that That no, I'm not doing it he's not in good shape you're no i'm not doing it i'm not saying to this match and triple h saying it's gonna happen i love it it's 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 there there's if you haven't seen this build if you haven't seen this match for some stupid reason go back and watch it all because it's it's a great story not just my favorite SummerSlam build it's one of my favorite builds from that like from 2000
1: to 2010 yeah and he's, it's the the best SummerSlam i i think the my my top two favorite summer Slams, i know you said you liked uh ninety and uh ninety seven i i love two thousand two and i love two thousand and thirteen
0: yeah okay yeah
1: those are my those are my go to And but the reason why two thousand and two is so good is because Sean and hunter like yeah. it, it push it to another level
0: um that two thousand thirteen was uh, i alluded to earlier um leisure report and everybody doing their lists. 2013 was was number two on the majority of those lists.
1: Yeah, and uh, for me it was too, man. Uh, and,
0: and for me it's 1997. <laughs> I
1: respect it. 97 is a great year. All right, give me your number one. I think I know what it is.
0: Are, are you? Do you think so though? I, I think I'm going to blow your mind here.
1: I think I know what it is. I think it give might be a, my number two.
0: Give me the year. 94. Wrong. Whoa. Wrong. No, I, I. We'll talk about that in the honorable mentions. Why it's not on my list. Okay. I'm going to 2010 for my number one. And we are doing the WWE versus the Nexus.
1: Okay. Thank you. I'm glad this, I didn't think you were going to put this on your list and I was really going to give you shit about it.
0: I fucking love every part of this. Every I fucking part I don't have this. a problem with this being your number one at all. Let's, let's break
1: this down. I don't. Right? This, let's
0: break this down. It starts with that amazing night on raw where the Nexus comes out and just fuck shit up. Yeah, this they, is one of the best des- angles in WWE history. It's everything that the R word was supposed to be and couldn't be. <laughs> you know what I mean? They come out, they fuck shit up. They destroy Cena. They, they tear down the ring. They just destroy everything. And it's so well yeah, done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you for not the- saying the words.
0: <laughs> I love how I would say the other R word, but not that R word. Anyways, um, uh, moving on to the actual build of SummerSlam, uh, Cena decides there's seven guys in, the, in this Nexus group. He's going to need six people to help him to do seven on seven at SummerSlam. So he creates a team. Um, and of course, the original team is Chris Jericho, Edge, R-Truth, John Morrison, uh, the Great Kali. And I can't believe they did this, but it was amazing. And they brought in Brett the Hitman Man Hart. Yeah, well, because Nexus 2000. took out Brett, right? Brett was the exactly. GM at the time. And, and yeah, they, they laid right. him out. Yeah. And
1: they laid out Steamboat and they, they were just they laid out Vince. Like, yeah,
0: and they and they I, I forgot they brought they laid out Vince. That was great. So they brought in they brought in Brett for this match. And then um of course things start to crack within the WWE team. And, and um, Wade Barrett brings attention to it right away. He says, we're a unit. We, we're a family.
1: Did they lay Kali out before this match? He wasn't Not, in the match, right?
0: No, I'm going to get there. Um, Wade Barrett says, there's already cracks in the foundation of WWE. We're seeing it. And you were seeing it every week. Edge, Edge and Cena were at each other. Or Morrison and Jericho were at each other. It was every week you were seeing it. Um, then it starts with Edge quitting. Edge said, "Fuck this, I'm out," and he quit. Then Jericho quit. Then the Nexus took out Kali and and, and, and hurt him and got rid of him. That happened to a, uh, to Kali a lot back in the day. <laughs> Weird how that works.
1: Nathan Jones flew,
0: <laughs> right? Um, and then uh, on the go home, you have Cena and Brett. Versus Jericho and Edge, who quit the team, in a tag team match with the Nexus as lumberjacks. Great tag team match, by the way. It's a fucking fun match. I watched it this afternoon. It's a fucking great match. Um, I love it because every time Cena gets thrown out, the Nexus beats the shit out of them. Jericho gets thrown out, and they, they don't touch him. And then later in the match, you know, uh, Jericho gets thrown out again and, and, and the next says, ah, fuck it. And then they beat the shit out of him. And then they beat the shit out of Edge. And then the match ends and Edge and uh, are uh, Morrison and um, Truth come out to, to help out, of course. So you got the four members of the team remaining in the, in the ring and then uh, the uh, um, Edge, and, Edge and Jericho are walking up and they look at each other and say, you know what? Fuck it. And they go back and they help out. And they rejoin the team. So now we go into SummerSlam and it is six on seven. Khalid can't make it. So they need that seventh band. And what? Whose music hits? Well, hold I on. No,
1: you're missing something though. They they had they've been asking the Miz to join the team. Well,
0: yes, they they've been asking the Miz. For and
1: Miz me. was being a cocky prick. Oh, yes. you know, you know. And I'll then know. finally, the when the when the match happens, and yes. then Cena cut a great and, promo. It's like, that, You're too late.
0: That music hits. Miz comes out, and John grabs the mic and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Saying like, Miz, it's like, "We need to be a unit. We need to be a team. We couldn't wait for you. Like we're You're not letting late. you. We're not letting you." Uh, uh wait until the day up to tell us so we already picked our seventh man and you know what he's better than you and that man is the only man who hates the nexus more than i do and that's daniel bryan and holy shit did that crowd explode
1: and they booked him strong in that
0: match 100
1: yeah my favorite part of that match is bret hart and Heath slater together i thought they were
0: great <laughs> me too Hi, uh, i i am so, i being an impact fan right now i'm i'm very high on, on he's at the great moment. stuff eh? he does <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I that's i i don't hate your list i had a couple that i i might have put on before my list before you
0: before you get on the rest of your honorable mentions i gotta ask which edge match did i miss
1: edge of matt hardy
0: okay that's an honorable mention for me um, it that that's a miss for me to be perfectly honest. The
1: match was a miss. The build the, the, was fucking the, the, great,
0: but, but the build was
1: except for <sighs> Matt's promo, his that yeah, that one promo, that,
0: and it, that threw. The and that could have taken it off the off list.
1: And I get that. And I get that yeah. for sure. um yeah. I'm not gonna go over everything. Just uh, some from the '80s. He missed. I, I really like the build for the first ever main event with uh, where they were paying off Jesse Ventura. Is he going to call it down the middle? Mega bucks, oh, mega okay. powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a soft swap for eighty nine, so I like Zeus. <laughs> um, I liked Hogan and Earthquake with Earthquake laying out Hogan on Brother Love. I thought that was a good build. I wouldn't put any of those on my list, though. Uh, yeah. You could, you could say Brett and Bulldog maybe, but See, I thought the I build was kind of much, boring. I don't
0: remember. I don't remember much about the build. It was basically I just the, the family. Match.
1: They they would just interview the family and yeah, and Bulldog kind a I, promo. Basically, they both cut really good promos on SummerSlam night where Bulldog was like, When we get in the ring, I don't know you, Brett. And then Brett cut this amazing promo. He's like, You want to say you don't know me? I'm the guy that introduced you to your wife, my sister. Like they cut good promos, but I don't, yeah. I, it would be high on the list. The promos
0: were good. I didn't see much of
1: a story. I honestly would make a case to put Taker versus Taker on the list.
0: Was that the 94 that you thought I was gonna? Play? No,
1: I thought Brett Nolan was United. Okay,
0: okay, okay.
1: But okay. I, I thought the build for Taker versus Taker was really wow. good. Wow,
0: okay. I'm gonna give you this because I didn't even consider this, and which is crazy because this is one of my favorite. This is a guilty pleasure for me. Like I Absolutely, love this, but shit. the build was yeah.
1: good. You know, D.B. It was. with the fake Undertaker, it was 100%. pretty well done. The match yeah. sucked, and it was whatever. But yeah,
0: go, going all the way back to to Royal Rumble, like like, like, like the whole story was and, and
1: and bringing it linking with D.B. being the guy who brought Taker in, mm-hmm. like there was there was good storytelling there. Um, you know, you could you could make a case for the Boiler Room Brawl, just the series of matches with Taker and mankind. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't I make it on the list. It, no. Um, I like mankind and Triple H's build again. Not list worthy. Again,
0: it's an honorable mention. Yeah, it not list worthy. Yeah,
1: I I think you could have made a case for Triple H and and The Rock, uh, the latter match, just because that summer the DX Nation feud was really hot.
0: If I did the IC title matches, that was going to be high on the list. Um, as far as storylines, it, it just wasn't going to cut the mustard.
1: I think um, I would have put Punk and Cena on my list of the summer okay. of Punk.
0: If we're going Cena, do you know what Cena uh, 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 match just, or storyline, just missed mine?
1: Daniel Bryan?
0: No. I really Um, like that
1: build as well.
0: Last year with Roman Reigns. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This one is
1: a deep cut, and I don't think people give it the credit it deserves. Uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose versus The Bar with the reuniting of The Shield, how every week they would come out and save yeah. each other and say fuck okay. off and it led to that yeah, moment yeah, yeah, where yeah. they finally did the fist i really like that build i it really hooked me i thought it was good
0: yeah no that it was very enjoyable i i don't think it's top seven for me personally i would have yeah. had i
1: think i would have stuck it in at my number seven guilty okay. pleasure though but uh, right, i just really cool. enjoyed the build seth and seth versus ambrose with the turning of the shield they did a lumberjack match mm-hmm. miz and brian have a big history yeah and again, uh, I wouldn't make the list, but I thought the storytelling was really good. Seth Rollins versus Dominic. Okay, yeah, sure. I thought the build was good, but uh, I I can't disagree with your list overall. Let Brett, me, Brett and Lawler so gonna, maybe.
0: So I'm so I'm gonna justify why Brett and is not mm-hmm. on my list. I feel like that build that storyline is basically just the tail end of their WrestleMania story. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing they did in that between between march and august they didn't do anything that stands out that we didn't get in the original storyline from survivor series to wrestlemania you know what i mean um is it a is it a continuation of a great story 100 percent. but by itself it's not special yeah fair fair you know what i mean and that's why i didn't make my list
1: i'm with you man I, I liked your list this week. I enjoyed reliving some of these moments. We've been rambling on way too long tonight. We have. Next week, Seth oh, Rollins I have to, versus I have Bret to Hart. Open tomorrow. I have to be up at eight in the morning. It is 2:30, 2:40 I have to be up in the morning. At seven. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to take it home then. Next week, Bret Hart versus Seth Rollins. I can't wait for it. Take us home, my friend.
0: On behalf of everything we did in the last four and a half hours, I don't know how long we went, but it felt like four and a half hours. It's been a while. Um, Therapy, I am, we needed I, this. I am, I am happy. I'm, I shouldn't be drunk. I am you happy too. to be back. I'm happy to be drunk. I am not happy to be working in f- six hours. Oh, we've been counted out, baby. Cheers.